Heavenly Father, what a privilege we have to carry everything to you in prayer. You're such an amazing Savior, an amazing friend. Even in the storms, you are our peace. We thank you for always, always being present whenever we need you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. So here we are in the final week of this three-week-long sermon series called The Generous Life. It's a a look at the life-changing power of being generous. If you missed the first two weeks, we highlighted seven different ways that you can be generous. Be generous with your thoughts, with your words, with your money, with your influence, with your time, with your attention, and with your belongings. I know when I started, you figured I'd focus the majority of the time on the money aspect, but if you notice, we've barely even talked about money when it comes to being generous, because being generous is so much more than money. It's taking your entire life everything that you are, everything that you own, and using it to bless the people around you. In week one, we talked about that first step towards living a generous life, and that step was awareness. Being aware of the needs around you, because if you don't know about those needs, there's no way that you can be generous in helping those people. And then last week, we talked about moving from a desire to be generous, to actually living a generous life. And our challenge was to start small and let God multiply our faithful efforts. And if you didn't get a chance last week to sign up for volunteer opportunities here in the church, a little plug, those lists are out in the lobby again today. So if you headed out the side door, you went out the back door, you intentionally missed it, or maybe you just didn't quite know, you hadn't thought about where you could be used, the lists are out there again. And isn't it amazing what God can do when we look past our limitations and we give him whatever it is that we have, whether it's small, whether it's large, but when we give it to God, he will multiply it. So today, we're going to talk about the final step in living a generous life, and it is this, impact. Now, what do you think about when you hear the word impact? If you're a sports fan, maybe it's a a linebacker hitting a running back. Or maybe a right hook that a boxer lands on somebody. Or if you're a hockey fan like me, it's being someone being cronwalled. You don't know what that is. Talk to me afterwards. It's the Detroit Red Wings thing. But there's a player named Nicholas Cronwall, and he had a habit of finding people on the opening ice and hitting them so hard that they nicknamed it being cronwalled. YouTube it. There's a series out there. But what do you think about when you think of the word impact? See, that's how we normally think of that term. 
The action of one object coming forcibly into contact with another one. However, there's another definition for the word impact. It can also mean having a strong effect on someone or something else. See, impact is something that we as human beings have the ability to create. I'm not talking about the kind of impact when you fall down. I'm talking about the kind of impact we can have when we commit to living generous lives. We see this happening all around us. In fact, let me do a quick survey. If you have ever been impacted in your life by another human being, raise your hand. You're watching online, click the like button and look around. Almost everyone's hand was up. We've all been impacted by other people. But here's what most of us have never thought about. That person who impacted you was also impacted by someone that impacted their life. Someone before them. See, when you are impacted by another person, you are most likely experiencing the ripple effect. You throw a stone in a, in a creek, in a, in, a, in a pond, the ripples go out and out. When you impact someone's life, they will then impact someone else who will impact someone else, and the ripple effect continues to, continue, to go on. But most of us never see the origin of the impact that we experience. Why? Because impact goes all the way back to the beginning of human history. You see a story of, of God who breathed life into his people and invited them into his story. All impact can be traced back to that very moment. Impact is how the gospel and generosity spreads. Each person reaching someone else. Our Christian story is a story of impact. A story of one life intersecting with another life that has taken us from the beginning of human history to the moment we find ourselves in right now. Today I want to look at a story in the book of Acts. A demonstration of what this impact looked like to the early church. Find it in Acts chapter 2 where it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. To the breaking of bread and prayer, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions and, and to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number 
daily those who are being saved. See, this passage describes the explosive growth that happened in the early church. But to fully understand that ripple effect that we see happening here, you you have to understand the context of this story. And it goes back to the Gospels. The story of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And after his resurrection, Acts chapter 1 tells us the story of Jesus ascending into heaven. And he gives his followers a mandate to be witnesses for him in the entire world. To tell his story. In essence, Jesus is challenging his followers to have an impact on their world because of the impact he had on theirs. Jesus created the ripple effect. The first followers of Jesus were given the Holy Spirit to guide them and to give them power as they continued to have an impact on the world around them. So by the time we get to Acts chapter 2, we see the church giving their possessions to the poor, worshiping together, enduring in the face of persecution. We aren't seeing a standalone event. We're seeing the impact of the finished work of Jesus Christ. And the last part of that passage that we read in Acts chapter 2 said this, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This church was growing by leaps and bounds. What an incredible impact they were having. But when we understand the context, we realize they were just responding to the impact they had previously experienced. One of the things this early church was known for was its incredible generosity. They shared all of their possessions and made sure everyone was cared for. That is something that we as a church during this past year have focused on during the COVID pandemic. When we had members who had needs, we made sure they were met giving sacrificially to help those who needed the help the most. Do you think they would have still done this if they hadn't had a front row seat to the self-sacrificing love of Jesus on the cross? The generosity of God expressed through Jesus was the ripple allowing that first church to be so generous. And the ripple didn't stop there. You can trace it from that early church in the book of Acts all the way to the churches around the world right now. The ripple effect is powerful because it has the ability to go on until Jesus comes back. That is, if we do our part, In order for the impact of generosity to continue to bless the world, then we have to continue to be generous. 
It's like Paul said in 2 Corinthians. He said, see that you also grow in this grace of giving. Don't miss this important truth. Generosity inspires generosity. The generous life is extremely contagious. And when we commit to being generous people, the ripple effect will continue to create more generosity in the world. Have you ever been in the drive through line? It's happened to me three different times. Once at Starbucks, once at Chick-fil-A, and once at Dario. You get to the drive-up window, and, they, and you give, get ready to give them their money, and they say, the car in front of you paid for your meal. And then what do you do? You pay for the car behind you. But what happens? That's the ripple effect, paying it forward. But what happens if I get up there and they say, the car in front of you paid for your meal? You're like, thank goodness, I didn't have enough money anyway. See ya. Have a good day. The ripple would end right there. The generous life, in order for that impact of that ripple to continue, we have to get better at generosity. We have to keep paying it forward, keep that momentum going. We have to become more aware, more intentional, and more active. See, if we as a church commit to increasing our generosity, our impact will grow exponentially. And it applies to both volunteer aspects here at the church, but it also applies to our finances. Many of you know we have a loan at TCA. I'm not going to spend a lot of time there, but we have a big loan over at TCA, and we have dreams of things we can do here at Taft that we need to get that loan paid off for beforehand. I made a commitment at the beginning of the loan that I, I've been paying a set amount on that loan every month since the loan started. But at the beginning of 2021, I tripled that amount. It doesn't matter what the dollar amount is, I started giving sacrificially because I want that loan paid off so that we can do bigger and better things. That's really all I'm going to talk about money today, I promise. But I challenge you to get active as well. If we fail to increase our generosity, then the ripple will stop. And we will find ourselves as a church with very little impact on the world. I don't know if you've ever been a member of one of those churches so all they look about is inside the church, what happens outside the four walls. They don't really care what happens out there because that's the world. They live a very comfortable life inside their four walls, but they're having no impact on the community. I never want this church to be one of those churches. So how do we as followers and as a church body multiply our impact through generosity. There are many answers, but I believe I'm going to I'm just going to focus on one today because I believe if we would instill this practice into our lives and into our church, we would see a greater impact than we've ever 
seen before. And this is it. We need to tell stories of generosity. Because I'm willing to bet you probably remember nothing of what I said the past two weeks except for the stories I told the last two weeks. The stories of Bonita and Sandra. Story of Ed giving out of his little amount that he has. See, it is the stories of generosity that impacts us and the things that stick with us. We cannot share stories of generosity if we're not creating them in the first place. But there's also some flawed thinking about sharing stories, and I want to take a little bit of time to address it. I often see well-meaning Christians who refuse to share their stories of generosity because they think it's prideful to do so. Certainly, as followers of Jesus, we need to be on guard about a proud heart. But I believe we can share stories of generosity with the right motives. In fact, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Jesus says this, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Did you catch what he said there? Where did it say we should let our light shine? Should we just let it shine privately within the four walls of the church? No, he says to let your light shine before others. And what is the motivation that Jesus gives us here? That others may glorify your Father in heaven. The end goal of our generosity should always be for other people to see God as he truly is. So if you are living a generous life so that others can pat you on the back and tell you how great you are, then check your motives. But if you are being generous so that others can see how big and how loving and how gracious your God is, then we have to share those stories. We must share those stories. People have to see our good deeds and our light has to shine in front of a dark world who so desperately needs to see it. So when we commit to glorifying God through our stories, we keep that ripple effect going strong. See, this is the true power of the generous life. You might not be able to impact the entire world by yourself, but, but together, and with the Holy Spirit's help, you can impact every single person on this planet with the love of Jesus. So as I end this series, I want to mention one last thing the generous life will give you. If you choose to commit yourself to living a generous life, you will create a legacy of generosity. The dictionary defines legacy as anything handed down from the past to the next generation. Let that sink in for a moment. 
Generosity is not just about what it does for you. It's not even just about what it does for the recipient of your generosity. A generous life has the power to go far beyond your life and your story. We all know that our time here on earth is limited. But the ripple effect of our generosity has the ability to be used by God far beyond our abilities, far beyond our own lifetime. doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. What you're doing today is creating a legacy. So here's the question. What is the most powerful legacy you can create? And here's a hint. It isn't money and it isn't fame. Each of us has an opportunity to create a legacy of generosity. You can live a generous life today. And I promise it will continue to impact people long after you are gone. I want to ask you to do something as we end the series. If you are willing to live a life of impact, if you're willing to make a commitment to being active in your generosity and you want to make an impact on this world, will you stand where you're at right now? As I pray for us, Lord, give us the awareness to see the needs around us. Give us the courage to go from just being aware of that generosity, need of generosity to being living an active life of generosity. And then, Lord, help us to continue that ripple effect that you started so many years ago on the cross to have an impact on the lives of those around us, but also those who aren't even born yet. Help us to commit to a life of generosity and leaving a legacy well beyond our lifetimes. We thank you for everything that you've done for us and will continue to do. In Jesus' name, amen.